And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today is June the 7th, 158th day of the year. 200 days, 207 days remain till the year's over with. The, um... Where did I put? There we go. All right. It is National Taylor's Day. National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Global Running Day. National VCR Day. Love Your Burial Ground Week. National Candy Month, National Great Outdoors Month, National Country Cooking Month, National Soul Food Month, National Iced Tea Month, Pride Month, Care for Your Grandparents Month, Guitars on the Beach Month, National Dairy Month, Audiobook Month, National PTSD Awareness Month, International Mud Month, and National Camping month. <clears throat> Alrighty. Where, pray tell? Hmm. Alright, where is it at? I know. There we go. All right, in 421 A.D., Emperor Theodosius II marries Aurelia Eudocia at, Constant at Constantinople in the Byzantine Empire. Late 79, Pope John VIII recognizes the Duchy of Croatia and the Duke Branimir as an independent state. 1002, Henry II, cousin of Emperor Otto III, is elected the crown king of Germany. 1099, First Crusade, the only really successful crusade, and on this date the siege of Jerusalem begins. You know, even today in European royalty, there is a uh, King of Jerusalem title. Today it doesn't mean much, but it's still there. 1420, troops of the Republic of Venice capture Udine, ending the independence of the Patria del Friuli. 1494, Spain and Portugal signed the Treaty of Tordesilla, which divides the New World between Spain and Portugal. 1628, the Petition of Right, a major English constitutional document, is granted the royal assent by Charles I and becomes law. The uh, Petition of Right spells out the specific individual protections against the state. Reportedly of equal value to the Magna Carta. It's part of a wider conflict between Parliament and the Stuart monarchy that led to the 1638-1651 to Wars of the Three Kingdoms, ultimately resolved in 1688 uh, in the Glorious Revolution. 
Following a series of disputes with Parliament over granting taxes in 1627, Charles I imposed forced loans and imprisoned those who refused to pay. Without a trial, I might add. Kind of similar to what uh, our current uh, King of the United States wants to do. The... Uh, Sixteen fifty four, Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King, is crowned King of France. Sixteen ninety two, Port Royal, Jamaica is hit by a catastrophic earthquake. In just three minutes, eighteen hundred people are killed and three thousand are injured. And the damage is incalculable. Seventeen seventy six, Richard Henry Lee, father of uh, Robert E. Lee presents the Lee Resolution of the Continental Congress. Motion seconded by John Adams and lead to the United States Declaration of Independence. 1788, French Revolution, Day of the Tiles. Civilians in Grenoble toss roof tiles of various objects down on royal troops. In 1800, David Thompson reaches the mouth of the Saskatchewan River in Manitoba. 1810, the newspaper Gazette de Buenos Aires is first published in Argentina. 1832, the Great Reform Act of England and Wales gets royal assent. Also on this date in 1832, Asian cholera reaches Quebec, brought by Irish immigrants and kills about 6,000 people in Lower Canada. All the more reason to throw open the borders and welcome everybody. 1862, the U.S. and the United Kingdom agree on the Lyons-Seward Treaty to suppress the African slave trade. 1866, 1,800 Finian raiders are repelled back to the United States after looting and plundering the St. Armand and Freesburg areas of Canada East. 1880, War of the Pacific, Battle of Africa, the assault and capture of Moro de Arica, the Arica Cape. Uh, and uh, ends the uh, Campagna del Desierto, or the Desert Campaign. 1892, Homer Plessy is arrested for refusing to leave his seat in the whites on the car of a train. Now, he lost the resulting court case, Plessy versus Ferguson. Uh, personally, as long as you don't try to sit in my lap, I don't care where folks sit. 1899, American temperance crusader Carrie Nation begins her campaign of vandalizing alcohol-serving establishments by destroying the inventory in a saloon in Kiowa, Kansas, which led to the biggest shot in the arm organized crime ever had, and that is um, the determination to outlaw alcohol. That was a, a nod to the religious uh, side of the house. Of course, what the voters wanted, it was something else entirely. 1905, Norway's parliament dissolves the Hitch Union with Sweden. Vote was confirmed by a national public site August 13th of 1905. 1906, Kunal Iron uh, Lines RMS Lusitania is launched from the John Brown Shipyard in Glasgow, Scotland. 1917, World War I, Battle of Messina's. Allied soldiers detonate a 
series of mines underneath German trenches in Messina's Ridge, killing about 10,000 German troops. 1919, Sete Gugno, nationalist riots break out in Valletta, the capital of Malta. British soldiers fire into the crowd, killing four people. 1929, the Lateran Treaties ratified, bringing Vatican City into existence. 1938, the Douglas DC-4E makes its first test flight. Also on this date, 1938, the Second Sino-Japanese War. Chinese nationalist government creates the 1938 Yellow River Flood to halt Japanese forces. 500 to 900,000 civilians are killed. 1940, King Haakon VII, Crown Prince Olaf, and the Norwegian government leave uh, Trosnoa and go into exile in London. They come back exactly five years later. 1942, World War II, the Battle of Midway ends in an American victory. Also in 1942, World War II, the Aleutian Islands Campaign, Imperial Japanese soldiers were again occupying the American islands of Atu and Kiska and the Aleutian Islands off Alaska. 1944, World War II, the steamer Danae, carrying 350 Cretan Jews and 250 Cretan partisans, is sunk without survivors off the shore of uh, Santorini. Also in 1944, World War II, Battle of Normandy. Arden Abbey, members of the SS Division, Hitler Jugen massacre 23 Canadian prisoners of war. 1945, King Hakon VII of Norway returns from exactly five years in exile during World War II on this date. 1946, United Kingdom's BBC returns to broadcasting its television service that had been off the air for seven years because of World War II. 1948, anti-Jewish riots in Ohada and Gerada take place. Also in 1948, Evard Benes resigns as president of Czechoslovakia rather than sign the 9th of May Constitution, making his nation a communist state. I mean, the, the, the concept just overwhelmed people who didn't never had much. Everybody equal, everybody had the same. But that wasn't the actual practice. There's an elite, and there's the peons. 1955, Lux Radio Theater signs off the air permanently. The uh, show launched in New York in 1934 and featured radio adaptations of Broadway shows and popular films. 1962, the organization Armée Secrète, OAS, sets fire to the University of Algiers Library, destroying about a half million books. 1965, Supreme Court of the U.S. hands down its decision in Griswold v. Connecticut, prohibiting the states from criminalizing the use of contraception by married couples. The religious uh, right had got such a stranglehold that they were dictating what would happen in the marital bedroom. God wanted it, don't you know? 1967, Six-Day War. Israeli soldiers enter Jerusalem. 1971, United States Supreme Court overturns a conviction of Paul Cohen for disturbing the peace, setting the precedent that vulgar writing is protected under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. 1971, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Farms Division of the U.S. Internal Revenue Service raised the home of Ken Ballou for illegal possession of hand grenades. Now, why would anybody 
not want you to have a hand grenade. I mean, it's great for stopping door-to-door um, -door salespeople. Nineteen seventy-one. Allegheny Airlines Flight Four Eighty Five crashes on approach to Tweed New Haven Airport, New Haven, Connecticut. Killed twenty-eight out of the thirty-one on board. Nineteen seventy-five. Sony launches Betamax, the first video cassette recorder format. Nineteen seventy-seven. Five hundred million people watched the high day of the Silver Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II begin on TV. Nineteen. 81, the Israeli Air Force destroys Iraq's uh, Osiric nuclear reactor during Operation Opera. 1982, Priscilla Presley opens Graceland to the public. Of course, the bathroom where Elvis Presley died five years earlier is off-limits. I mean, everybody wanted to line up to go to the bathroom, and the bathroom Elvis died in. Kind of made you feel close to him. 1989, Suriname Airways Flight 764 crashes on approach to Paramaribo Zanderij International Airport in Suriname because of pirate air, pilot error. Killed 176 of the 187 on board. That was certainly an oops moment. Uh, 1991, Mount Pinatubo erupts, generating an ash column 7 kilometers high. That's 4.3 miles. 2000, United Nations defines the blue line as the border between Israel and Lebanon. And in 2017, Myanmar Air Force uh, Shanxi YA crashes into the Andaman Sea near Dwali, Myanmar, kill all 122 on board. That was uh, another oops moment. All right. We have been, uh, yesterday we were talking uh, about... Uh, Conspiracy theories to do with the um, Fort Knox. And we started talking about some of the stories about the uh, Grand Canyon. Now, I've been there a couple of times. Didn't get a chance to explore it like I wanted, but I had the opportunity to, to be there. You know, it's um, artifacts from about 12,000 years ago. Human artifacts from the Paleo-Indian period have been found in the Grand Canyon. Uh, findings such as pottery remains have been carbon dated to close to 4,000 years ago. And it's believed in the last ice age that prehistoric humans made settlements inside the Grand Canyon. The caves that reside in the canyon walls reveal figurines with shapes that resemble deer as well as bighorn sheep. Anthropologists, of course, from their ivory tower have made pronouncements that these belong to prehistoric hunters and part of their successful hunting rituals. Now, the Grand Canyon has been an ancestral home to native cultures, to historic Indian and ethnic groups based on discoveries of archaeological remains. These heritage uh, uh, consist of Paleo-Indian, Hopi, Navajo, Southern Paiute, Serbat, Pai, Zuni, Koanina, Archaic, Euro-American, and Ancestral um, Puebloan. 500 A.D., the Ancestral Puebloan people hunted bighorn sheep, deer, rabbits, and grew corn crops, made baskets, and many people refer to them as the basket makers. Now, the Hopi Indians have some interesting legends. They say their ancestors once lived in the underworld of the Grand Canyon. 
battles began between what we'll call the good and the bad people, or the, the one-heart people and the two-heart people. The chief uh, was known as Machetto, and he advised the one-heart people to leave the underworld, but they couldn't find a way out. So he made a tree grow to pierce the roof, and uh, people with one heart climbed up the tree and made settlements by the Colorado River, grew crops of grain and corn. They sent out a messenger with a message for blessings of peace and goodwill for the people of one heart, but the messenger never came back. And I've been told by a number of people that at sundown in the Hopi villages, elder tribesmen gazed toward the sun searching for the this messenger. According to legend, when the messenger comes back, the lands of the Hopi and their ancient dwelling places will be restored to them. And they'll grow, grow to be a, a great and powerful tribe. Now, they believe the Grand Canyon's a gateway to the afterlife. According to oral history, uh, which is passed down by the elders, it said that a young man who was half Hopi and half Anglo went down a secret trail into the Grand Canyon, entered the cave and found urns of gold and copper and came upon a stone idol that sat cross-legged with a lily in each hand. And he saw carved into the wall uh, faces with the bodies of short people, some wearing helmets, some naked, some partially dressed. So the question became... With the Grand Canyon a visitor site to Egyptian and Asian cultures thousands of years before the Native American cultures even came out of the ground. Their ancestors of the Hualapi and the Harasupai tribes are known as the Serbot in the 1300s. And they moved to the canyon in addition to the southern Paiutes. And after... A century, the Navajo and the relatives of the Apache, known as the Denny, settled in and actually uh, surrounded the canyon. Navajo Reservation can be found on the eastern section of the Grand Canyon. Historic explorations of the first Europeans traveled to the Grand Canyon in September of 1540. Thirteen Spanish soldiers, led by Garcia Lopez de Cartinas, uh, led by some Hopi guides, came in to explore. Reports indicate miscalculated uh, proportions of the gorge area, and they were marked with an impassable barrier. As a result, visitation halted to the canyon for about 200 years. 1776, two Spanish priests named Dominguez and Escalante traveled the northern rim with Spanish soldiers. They began to explore southern Utah. U.S. military assigned groups of surveyors to Embark and explore the canyon area in 1857. Leader of the first military group was Joseph Ives, and he described the very difficult terrain to, to master. Um, May 24, 1869, John Wesley Powell, one armed Civil War veteran, formed a diverse group of adventurers to take an exploratory trip for a period of about three months and close to a thousand miles down the Green and Colorado Rivers through the Grand Canyon. And this expedition was considered the most successful as well as the, the most famous. Generally believe that 
nine men were dispatched in four, four small wooden boats with only five men surviving the journey. Of course, there are discrepancies reported in a number of men and those that actually survived, and supposedly one man quit. Three others um, left the team in what was called Separation Canyon and vanished. They were never seen again. The uh, remaining explorers were uh, revered for their endurance and perseverance through extremely harsh conditions. Now, in 1871, Powell organized a second expedition into the Grand Canyon. This time, photographs were taken, maps and other papers were documented, as well as pottery, arrowheads, petroglyphs, and another, uh, a lot of other artifacts were discovered. Previously, the area had been referred to as the Big Canyon. But in 1871, it was Powell who changed the name of the Grand Canyon. Now, he was a geologist, a soldier, who was appointed to the position of director of the Bureau of Ethnology at the Smithsonian Institute in 1879, and he held that position until he died. The, uh, he is the one who is responsible for uh, a lot of what are known as uh, inalienable truths regarding... Um, early settlement of this country, right, wrong, or indifferent, um, he at least formed a, an opinion from which discussion should begin. He was the second director of the U.S. Geological Survey from 1881 to 1894. He's buried in Arlington, in Virginia, and his 1869 expedition voyage to the canyon is memori memorialized uh, with a U.S. Uh, commemorative stamp. Now, the prospects of mining in the canyon area spiked in the 1870s and 1880s through the discoveries of copper and zinc and lead. And even though these many mining claims were difficult and treacherous to, to pursue, early 1880s, the Pacific Atlantic Railroads began developing the area around the Grand Canyon, being much quicker than steamboats or horse-drawn wagons. Eventually, tourism became the, the more profitable venture. 1903, President Theodore Roosevelt made a trip to the Grand Canyon. January 11, 1908, he designated it an official national monument. Um, 1919, Woodrow Wilson gave it a national park status. Today, the Grand Canyon offers river rafting expeditions, hiking, camping, mule rides, and incredible tours. Um... And the National Parks Museum collection possesses uh, uh, artifacts from the Powell expeditions, pieces of the boats, and it includes the diary of his nephew who participated in the 1871 journey. Houses about 900,000 artifacts that date back to a period of 12,000 years. They're broken down into specific categories, biology, archaeology, ethnographic, historical, paleontology, geology, and archive manuscripts. It's not accessible to the public, unfortunately, though it's supported by taxpayer dollars. But it is used by researchers who can make special arrangements to view the collection. Now, in the Phoenix Gazette of April 5, 1909, there was a lengthy front-page story providing a detailed report of the discoveries and excavations uh, that occurred in the expedition of G.E. Kincaid, archaeologist and S.A. Jordan, an anthropologist, with supposed, uh, with supposed financial backing from the Smithsonian, 
Now, a lot of folks claim Kincaid wasn't affiliated with the Institute, but that Jordan was affiliated with him and Kincaid worked for him. According to the story, Jordan was sent by the Smithsonian to investigate Powell's expedition discoveries. Kincaid had uh, a very vivid um, description of uh, his voyage rafting down to Colorado. He claimed the entrance to the main cavern was uh, nearly inaccessible. And the caves were gigantic that radiated from the center of the cavern, resembling uh, spokes on the wheel. Now, according to Kincaid, architects of this vast underground city would have had to have possessed advanced engineering skill due to the architecture he discovered. He said the caves were enormous and had the capacity to accommodate about 50,000 people who would have lived there very comfortably. And he said these caves were full of objects of Egyptian or Tibetan design and the discoveries of archaeological remains such as statues and copper weapons and artifacts and granaries that were still full of seed. He said there were giant mummified bodies of up to nine feet tall, found uh, preserved and wrapped up in a dark linen. According to Kincaid, uh, this ancient civilization could have arrived before the native people of the region, and the native cultures of today may have been descended from them. So the question became, had an advanced civilization of Egyptian giants made a subterranean city below the Grand Canyon? And if, was, if this was true, it would challenge all the accepted historical academic teachings um, that have come down to us. It would also question the current viewpoint that there was no transoceanic contact in pre-Columbian times and that all American Indians from both continents were descendants from the Ice Age with uh, the explorers crossing the, the mythical land bridge in the Bering Strait. For advanced American cultures, it would prove to be a suppression of evidence for any ancient voyages from various cultures to North America, providing evidence for a giant civilization. Now I will point out that there have also been a, in some of the mounds built by the so-called mound people across the Midwest. Those that have been, that have been excavated, it turned out to be graves. Uh, the bodies uncovered, which of course were had been reduced to skeletons, were six to, were. Um, eight to ten feet tall, had six fingers, six toes, and most of them were in copper armor, um, which shows a level of sophistication uh, far beyond what we've been told primitive humans uh, had achieved. Now, the newspaper speculated that these mysterious people of this underground civilization could have derived from ancient Egypt and the Egyptians could have traveled to the New World. So, uh, an historical chain of migration could have occurred from Arizona, Colorado, the Nile, and Egypt. Now, in the end, this fascinating tale was met with sharp skepticism as the Smithsonian died that uh, they knew anything about Kincaid and Jordan and their association with them through the anthropology department. It was reported that Kincaid made an expedition trip to Yuma on March 12, 1909, validating his existence. Also claimed there's no discoveries made denying Egyptian artifacts that ever been found in either North or South America. So the question is, was the story a hoax, or was the Smithsonian Institution covering up their suppression of um, the real history? 
Now, Kincaid's exploration took him to the entrance of the cavern about 1,500 feet down the wall of a cliff in a remote, undisclosed area. And the walls of the main chamber were decorated with copper weapons and tablets revealed in hieroglyphic, uh, in hieroglyphic symbols. With regard to the giant mummified bodies, he said there were tiers of them in a separate rock, a carved rock uh, shelf. At the head of each one was placed copper cups and broken sword pieces, suggesting it may have been a warrior burial site. Kincaid said he had taken a photo of it, but no pictures have ever been found. In further exploration, he said he located the people's god who resembled Buddha as the cast of the face of the statue was oriental, sitting in a uh, pose cross-legged with a lily or a lotus in each hand. And pottery remains and instruments illustrated a mixture of various cultures and heritage. Well, the area designated as the ceremonial crypt was at the end of a large room where the location of the giant mummies had been discovered. The chamber in the passageway wasn't ventilated. It was silent and reeked of a strong stench. Uh, it's been variously described as a snaky smell, maybe gas or chemicals that have been used by the ancient people. This area came to be known as the Forbidden Zone, where nobody was allowed to go. As many believed, this is where undiscovered vaults are located. Supposedly today, it's off-limits due to dangerous, treacherous uh, cave terrain in the Marble Canyon region, supporting a vast canyon uh, cavern system, and maybe evidence of an ancient, giant Egyptian lost civilization, which certainly the Smithsonian would not want anybody to talk about. You have to remember, Smithsonian's attitude has only been what Powell said is gospel. And Powell certainly was not... Uh, in favor of Egyptian lost civilizations. Now, the Kincaid and Jordan exploration discovered stains and sedimentary formation uh, about 2,000 feet above a riverbed located on the east wall, and they revealed an intrinsic system containing caverns and caves and tunnels that were hand-chiseled into the stone structure. About a mile underground, they stretched out into new passageways and tunnels, and unusual hieroglyphics were etched into the stone. All the mummies that were found were identified as males. Other archaeological finds were barracks and sleeping quarters and cooking utensils and a large dining hall. And a mysterious gray metal uh, of an unknown origin resembled platinum was found, uh, but it couldn't be identified. Now, numerous conspiracy theories surround the possibility of the existence of an ancient giant lost civilization below the Grand Canyon. These theories persist due to the lack of physical evidence and the Smithsonian Institution's denials that any exploration ever took place, that they'd never been involved in any such uh, excavations. And they insist there is no record of Kincaid or Jordan within the anthropology department of the Smithsonian. And there's absolutely no paperwork uh, concerning their discoveries. No artifacts, no relics, no pictures have been recovered from this supposed Kincaid expedition. Even though gold artifacts have been recovered in what's now known as Kincaid's Tunnel. In addition, there's Kincaid's Cave and Powell's Cave, named after the explorers. Now, Kincaid insisted he had taken pictures as well as having shipped a number of the relics to the Smithsonian Institution in Washington for further examination. Now, no articles have ever been published in any other publication to help support their claims. In addition, the article written for the Phoenix Gazette was by an anonymous author. Smithsonian's viewpoint toward ancient civilizations in theory is 
They were isolated from each other. Their contact was limited, and especially if it's separated by water barriers. Generally, the Smithsonian believes that uh, there was not widespread dispersion of culture and civilization occurring by trade and ship routes. Four major theories have been proposed to resolve the massive speculation concerning these stories uh, attributed to the Grand Canyon. The most popular theory, of course, is uh, it was a Smithsonian cover-up, that they destroyed the evidence, the records, and the artifacts, and the paper trails of the exploration and its findings. Their motive was to preserve current historical perceptions of accepted teachings of conventional history. There was a report made during the Second World War on an Aleutian Island base located southeast of the mainland of Alaska that claimed the Smithsonian had acquired the artifacts of giant remains discovered there, sent to them by Navy Seabees. These men uh, had uncovered an ancient graveyard with giant thigh bones and skulls during construction of a new airstrip. The engineer uh, calculated the height of these men as having been between 12 and 14 feet. However, the Smithsonian denied any confirmation record of receiving any shipment at all from anybody regarding uh, giant men, which is typical of the Smithsonian. Second theory is it was an elaborate hoax by the newspaper to sell volumes of copies or Maybe by Kincaid himself. When you read Kincaid's account in the article, many find his story to be credible as it's written with a excitement and enthusiasm of preceding an amazing scientific discovery. It's all very, also very descriptive in its detail and is written by somebody who truly believes he'd made outstanding archaeological discoveries. After the publication of the story, the men disappeared with many people wondering, did they ever exist or did they actually work for the Smithsonian? Now, the third theory is a, the whole area that Kincaid wrote about is a top-secret government area that's guarded with armed security, similar to Area 51. Since nobody's been allowed in these caves for over 100 years, there may be no limit to the archaeological treasures, minerals, and secrets at the Grand Canyon holes, in addition to updated historical finds. And the fourth theory, some believe, is that the Lost Caves are a passageway to the fourth dimension where an ancient reptilian culture can emerge into our world because they've been leaders of the world for thousands and thousands of years. There's been a lot of debate concerning the location of these caves, as it's not been identified formally. Indirectly, it is thought to comprise the Marble Canyon area. In the topographical map of the Grand Canyon, several strange lock formations have been uh, assigned Egyptian and East Indian names, specifically referred to as the Isis Temple, the Horus Temple, Tower of Ra and the Osiris Temple. In the uh, Haunted Canyon area, um, formations include the Shiva Temple, Cheops Pyramid, and the Manu uh, Temple. Now, these areas are designated as the Forbidden Zone, where no hikers are allowed. Park representatives say they're named for early explorers that loved Egyptian and Hindu names. And that these caves are too dangerous for safety concerns for anybody to go in. 1972, researcher Jack Andrews proclaimed no location of the Lost Cave entrance. He said it can be found about above a six-mile stretch of the Colorado River at the border of the Marble Canyon and the Navajo Nation near the Quagut Rapids. Now, the latest article concerning the lost ancient Egyptian giants of the Grand Canyon uh, has been circulating on the website uh, of the, on the Internet. 
that most people deem as fake is the story the Smithsonian has admitted to destroying thousands of the giant skeletons and artifacts since the early 1900s. Skeletal remains of up to 12 feet have been discovered throughout North America. Agents of the Smithsonian Institution to wipe them out to secure the accepted view of history intact. Went on to say a U.S. Supreme Court ruling had stated the Smithsonian must turn over their record concerning these discoveries. Um, according to the website, um, the dates about these decisions range from 2015 to 2020. Allegations against Smithsonian are supposedly made by the American Institute of Alternative Archaeology that's been determined uh, to probably not exist as well. Now, according to the Old Testament in the Bible, the term Nephilim, referring to a race of giants that were named sons of God as they were the offspring of fallen angels and human women. You can find it in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4. Um, now, fallen angels were those that rebelled and sinned against God, being spirits of darkness. And These giants lived in the ancient land in and around Canaan, which today would be the area from Lebanon south to Israel. The Anakim of the best-known giants resided in Canaan in the time period of the Exodus that were part of the Nephilim. According to Sumerian myth, the name Anunnaki were extraterrestrial beings with advanced technology that were referred to as the Nephilim in the Bible. These giants are often referred to as warriors or mighty men in the Bible states these powerful men being ancestors of the Riphim and the Nephilim were responsible for constructing ancient cities that are now in current times Israel and Syria and Palestine. In biblical times, Enoch spoke of giants, and Joshua was involved in battles with them. Of course, the most famous giant in the Bible was Goliath, who was a mighty Philistine who was killed by David in the first book of Samuel, uh, chapter 17. It's been proposed that Goliath, a giant up to 10 feet tall of Gath, could have been a descendant of the Anakim race, having intermingled with the population of the Philistines in that area. Now, a lot of scholars believe the Bible indicates that after the Great Flood, the race of giants was wiped out. But instead, they actually still lived, and their descendants on the earth uh, were due to fallen angels impregnating the daughters of men again after the flood. Presumably, the fallen angels didn't die in the flood and continued to deceive mankind in sinful ways as their evil spirits unbound by limitations of the human body. In the Bible's description of giants, it refers to them as the offspring of other giants, as in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 2. So these groups of giants were not equated as individuals who are the modern version of gigantism. Now, gigantism is not hereditary and results in abnormalities that produce excessive hor uh, growth hormone. Locating a specific genetic cause for gigantism has proved to be very difficult for scientists. Usually, modern giants are described as being uncoordinated in an awkward state with multiple physical infirmities. doesn't refer to the stature and strength of the ancient giants that the Old Testament implies are strong, mighty warriors. In the 19th and 20th centuries, a lot of people who developed gigantism of extreme height were exhibitions and circuses and sideshows. In fact, the tallest American in history was Robert uh, Wadlow, a height of 8 feet 11.1 inches. He was the last giant uh, known to the 20th century. Now, on August of 2015, archaeologists in Israel discovered what they perceived to be the gates of Gath, the home of Goliath. The gate is one of the largest sites uh, located. University teams stated the remains date back to the 10th century uh, B.C. 
In addition, they uncovered pottery and ironwork in a Philistine temple. They surmised the possibility of a catastrophic earthquake of the 8th century B.C., which would have been the remarkable disaster described in the book of Amos. Another find was made in the Ammonite uh, city of Rabbah in Deuteronomy chapter 3. It refers to the last survivor of the giant Raphaelites, who was King Og of Basan. His bed was made of iron and spanned more than 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. Through sacred texts and cultures from around the world, legends have evolved that are remarkably similar in context to biblical account of the existence of giants, a race of extraordinary height and strength. And these men of mighty stature were found in both Western and Eastern traditions in the history of mankind. There are textual allusions of giants, as in the Epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest surviving classic narrative in the world. In addition, the Book of Giants, which was lost to the 20th century, described the battle of the ancient giants. Ancient mythology of the Greeks and the Romans identifies the Cyclops, the Titans, and numerous other giants. Titans possessed extraordinary physical strength and rebelled against the Olympian gods. The most renowned Greek uh, giant Hercules was revered for his mighty brawn. Scandinavian mythology, the Norse gods, uh, giants are referred to as mountain or snow giants, with the most common being the frost giants. The Hindu giants were named uh, Datyas in Australia. Aborigine tradition talks about the Baloo, who are giant men and women. Now, major sources of evidence for giants are graphic art descriptions of giants, as in hieroglyphics or petroglyphs, archaeological discoveries and eyewitnesses. Documented records of accounts of giants along with biblical text. Asian, African, and Native Americans all contain records of the legends of giants. Physical evidence from giant human skeletons or red hair from 7 to 10 feet tall exist in fossil records, artifacts, and earth and archaeological expeditions. These are the um, remains and artifacts that are said to be destroyed by the Smithsonian. One of the most verifiable documented accounts of skeletal remains of giants was discovered in the Spirit Cave in Lovelock, Nevada, 1911. Uh, David Pugh and James Hart discovered the remains of several red-haired giants and artifacts. Two skulls were recovered and can be viewed in museums in Winnemucca, Nevada. Now, the Paiute Indians were knowledgeable about this cave discovery as their tales indicate their ancestors had killed all the red-headed giants they called the Sitika that had lived there. Their stories are refuting with the giants that the Paiutes had led them to this cave and they burned brush at the entrance of the cave until all the, everybody inside the cave perished. Present-day Native Americans still recite these legends of the giants, how they fought wars with them as they d discovered the ancient civilization of giants that arrived in North America before them. There are many early Western explorers that documented the existence of giants in their logs and journals of their adventurous explorations. That would include Magellan, DeSoto, Sir Francis Drake, among others. Magellan documented his records in his logs that his crew encountered giants and had captured two of them and put them on their ship to take them back to Europe. This occurred in 1520, located near the harbor of San Julian, but the giants didn't survive the return voyage. Sir Francis Drake in 1578 recorded an encounter with numerous red-haired giant men that stood over nine feet tall. Over the following years, more eyewitness accounts from seafarers to explorers stated they too saw giants in this area. And in their journals, scientific explorers uh, Wilhelm Schutten and Jacob Lemaire reported their discovery of two intact human skeletons that were nine feet tall. 
Marion County, West Virginia, in the 1850s while excavating a root cellar. Two large human giant skeletons were uncovered to more than eight feet tall. The discoveries of mysterious mounds that are believed to be ceremonial sites have been located throughout the Midwest from Oklahoma, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and Tennessee. During most of these excavations, artifacts and average-sized human remains are found, but in the older mound sites, skeletal remains of giants or red hair have been excavated. In America, these giant skeletons have been uncovered from these ancient burial mounds, and one of these giants was located near Sparrow Mound in Oklahoma in the 1930s. Dressed in leather armor and buried with swords like the giants discovered in the Kincaid and Jordan expedition. So you have to ask yourself, could this race of giants be the original mound builders of the first settlements? Now, ancient Egypt was known as the predominant civilization of the Mediterranean world from about uh, 3100 B.C. to 332 B.C. Throughout the Middle East area, the biblical lands and parts of Africa, skeletons and bones of giants have been recovered. It's even been highly suggested giants were the manpower used in the construction of the pyramids and the other great landmarks and monuments of Egypt. Through the studies and sources of Egyptology, uh, artifacts, skeletons, monuments, and hieroglyphic drawings that have been uncovered uh, from archaeological sites, suggested an advanced civilization of technology with lost civilizations that still remain to be discovered. So the question becomes, could one of these be the what was found in the cave cities below the Grand Canyon. In 1901, on a tomb in Egypt, scientific researchers uncovered a giant skeleton they believe possessed a disorder of gigantism. They attribute the remains to Sanak, who was pharaoh of ancient Egypt in the Third Dynasty. That's 2700 B.C. Maybe the oldest human case of gigantism in the world. Skeleton six foot, 1.6 inches, but... At that time, that was considered a giant because the average height of Egyptians was about 5'6". Currently, in 2018, archaeologists are making plans to open an enormous, gigantic sarcophagus found during the construction work in the Egyptian city of Alexandria. Believed to be from the Ptolemaic period, it's been undisturbed since its burial. One of the largest sarcophaguses ever found, it's 2 meters high and 3 meters in length. That's about a little over 9 feet, folks. Structural engineers will be visiting the site to arrange for heavy lifting equipment. The structural supports will be required to remove the lid of that sarcophagus. Carved alabaster head was also found. It may be the tomb's owner. So uh, there will be a complete investigation conducted as mummification restoration specialist will be there. Now, this sarcophagus was about 2,000 years old when it was found in 2018. The Egyptian Ministry of Antiquities revealed three skeletal remains in decomposition engulfed in dark reddish sewage water had leaked into the coffin. But it didn't contain precious metals or inscriptions that would have led to the assumption of deceased royalty. been some speculation it may have been the tomb of Alexander the Great since it, that's never been found or that it may carry a curse when opened, all of which, of course, proved untrue. Instead, the bone structure suggests it could have been military soldiers. One of them appeared to have suffered multiple fractures and an arrow wound. Alexandria's governor, Mohammed Sultan, stated the archaeological remains would be transferred to the Alexandria National Museum for further analysis. And the coffin itself will go to the military museum. 
And there are a number of new discoveries in different areas of the world, including China, Saudi Arabia, and Rome, that led us to question the existence of giants on a global front. Thousands of giant skeletons have been discovered around the world, measuring between 7 to 36 feet tall, with six fingers, six toes, and a double row of teeth. Today, a lot of folks believe in the uh, existence of giants and the fact they once roamed the earth. Mainstream scholars, though, doubt the theory due to lack of corroborative physical evidence to analyze in archaeological remains. And, of course, the gospel according to Powell, if you go against that, you can be thrown out of the profession. And there are thousands of newspaper accounts that report on scientific discoveries about these giants. should be noted that universities and museums publicly display some of these artifacts, but there are thousands of them hidden from public view, sealed up in dark warehouses. It's also true the government steps in many times and declares areas to be closed to the public, such as Fort Knox and areas of the Grand Canyon. So no additional research can be accessed to get the answers to the, in regard to the mystery cases. So the conspiracy theory surrounding the lost caves of the giants underneath the Grand Canyon continues to spark speculation and debate. Its spectacular beauty and mysteries will capture our imagination for years to come. We've only done a brief overview into the background exploration of conspiracy theories, discoveries, and other information pertaining to the existence of giants on a global basis. I am working on a book that I hope to bring out in the near future and possibly a, uh, a script for a documentary uh, because there have been um, giants and unexplained discoveries made in West Texas and uh, eastern New Mexico. Now, you have to ask yourself... Do the powers that be actually tell us everything? And, of course, the answer to that is no. Um, we'll have to wait and see what um, what comes out of research. Uh, of course, a lot of research um, is never publicly announced. Papers are done. They're put in peer-reviewed uh, periodicals and then stored away in the libraries. And the most um, earth-shaking discoveries are routinely made by the Smithsonian, and they don't do or say anything that would call into question anything ever said by Powell. He's been a god in ethnology um, since he made his trip down the uh, through the Grand Canyon. Well, on that note, we've come to the end of today's show. We'll be back and talk more about um, some of the mysteries of history. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.